This is the Alpaca Podcast for all things alpaca. If you're an owner, a soon-to-be owner, a want-to-be owner, or are just alpaca mad or love the fleece, welcome to the Alpaca Tribe. I'm Steve Hetherington. Hi, Steve here, and welcome to the latest episode of the Alpaca Tribe podcast. Today we're going to be looking at expected alpaca behaviour. I often find myself returning to talk about the same things. I hope this is because there are some important themes, rather than I'm just being boring or forgetting what I've said before. Back in episode 22, I talked about expecting the unexpected. Things can change just like that. I've also referred to thinking about what is normal, normal for alpacas in general, and this alpaca in particular. Watching, noting, and reflecting on what we see happening with our alpacas is really valuable information. Look for patterns and exceptions. Keep a diary, make a note, or record a voice memo on your ever-present multi-tool, the smartphone. If it helps, take a photo, which gives you time and place too. You can even set up a document for each individual animal, so it's an easy reference point. The first area I think we should think about is what is normal. When you first start with alpacas, it takes a while to recognise normal. This is normal. No, I mean, for us, as we learn, it's normal to not know what normal is. Don't panic, but lean into it. Here is a learning opportunity. Are you doing the best thing for your alpacas in the best way? It's a challenge. We want to. Learning what is normal is part of achieving that. Let me illustrate what I mean. Which alpaca is first down for the food? There's usually one, In my case, it's Rianne. She's always first there. She was born slightly premature. She had some interesting (laughs) experiences when she was young, including getting left behind. Both parents were white, and I hadn't noticed that they had white spots, which meant that the double recessive gene of giving deafness and blue eyes wasn't immediately obvious or something I would expect. However, That's what has happened. She does have that gene. So one of the advantages of that was that she could put her head in the bucket of the adults and they'd chunter at her and tell her off and tell her she shouldn't be in there. It was adult food. And she hadn't got a clue. She didn't hear any of it. So actually she just kept her head there and eventually they gave up telling her off. So she was able to get enough food because she was slightly prim, as I mentioned, but she developed nicely and now she's doing really well. And she's carried on being interested in her food. And in fact, she's usually first there, but also last away because she will go around all of the buckets and all the troughs and clear up all of the crumbs that are left. So that's, that's Rianne. That's, that's normal. That's her situation. So the first area we looked at was what is normal. The second area I wanted to touch on was everything has a reason. Everything your alpaca does has a reason behind it. Let's think for a moment about spitting. Oh, I know, but go with me on this one. Alpacas, like other camelids, 
spit. This is a protection measure employed as a warning and a defence. You corner an alpaca, grab it, and then force some action on it, such as sticking a needle in it, or even in their career, and most alpacas will spit. There are other tactics which reduce the likelihood and severity, but it is something of an expected behaviour. How could you do things differently? Well, maybe not driving them into a corner, or grabbing them. That would be a good start. There are times when you have to do an injection, but control is what we can aim for rather than restraint. I well remember the first time an alpaca spat at me. I was learning some husbandry techniques from a breeder we had bought some animals from and carried out an injection. There was a slight blood spot. Well, turned into a bit of a dribble, really. I felt a bit guilty. My first few injections and therefore that was all part of the learning. As a result, I went back to say sorry and I bent down and I looked into the face of this alpaca fairly close up. You will not be surprised that I received a face full of green gunk. I was new, inexperienced and acted inappropriately. I didn't know how to read the signs. That sound of an alpaca loading up ready to spit is a good one to learn and to recognise. The normal expected behaviour when you push an alpaca close to or over the line is that they will spit. Millie, our herd female matriarch, will spit when she feels threatened. If you advance towards her with specific intent, she's likely to face you off and load up and then spit. Some stand their ground, some try to run away. Millie will stand her ground. If you don't advance towards her face on... Her expected behaviour is more moderate, and you can work with her without being painted green. If you are slower and more, well, not too slow, just right. Anyway, recently I've had her spit at me, and I've been taken by surprise. What is that all about? Well, a different set of circumstances, not the expected alpaca behaviour. Or is it? I get a crowd by the door of the tack room when I'm filling up the feed buckets for a morning feed. They gather by the door, including Millie, keen for her share and preferably to be given it first. On occasions, as I open the door and emerge with the food and move towards her, she's been spitting at me. Why? The very question I ask her, along with, what is that all about? In fact, I am emerging and moving towards her fairly quickly, which may be a factor, But most times, it's not that at all. You see, she isn't spitting at me. Or to put it more clearly, she isn't spitting at me. She's facing me, and she is spitting. But let's look at the rest of the picture. There are other alpacas also crowded around the door, and some of them are keen to get to the food and step forward as I emerge. This causes a protection response from Millie. She's actually spitting to warn the others off, but happens to be facing towards me and appears to be spitting at me. Well, I do receive the spit, but her intent was not to spit at me. Does that make sense? Let's think about other situations where the alpaca action is being interpreted as for a particular reason, when in fact there could be something completely other going on. In general, when you move towards an alpaca, it will move away. 
not completely. Ours are inquisitive, bordering on nosy, and like to be in the thick of things, so long as they're not the focus of activity. You put something down, they think it was put there for them. Hay, a bag, a car. All have to be examined and investigated. This is expected alpaca behaviour. They notice, they approach to explore, but cautiously. And they will jump and dance away at the first sign of threat from this new thing. Going back to the moving away from you. That is expected. They don't know for sure what you are going to do next, and we usually have given them cause for concern by suddenly trying to grab them, or pushing them into a stable, or, I don't know, rushing them into the unknown. So we've got that against us. That's why routine and familiarity and gentle talking rather than shouting and waving of arms are likely to achieve more with the average alpaca. This is a better tactic. Unless the barn's on fire, then you're permitted to raise your voice slightly and rush them out of the door. Contain them in a small enough area then separate out the one or the ones you need to give attention to. We use the move-away behaviour to our advantage when we're moving them, applying herding pressure. It's really useful. If they're moving away from you and facing that direction, more pressure keeps them moving in the right direction. If you've got to the stable door and they're starting to turn and face you, more pressure is likely to splinter the group and make them try to dart past you. Slow down. Let them think. Hold the position. And wait until they judge. Going in is less risky than trying to come past you. Reduce the threat level of a situation wherever possible. The expected behaviour will be to stay together. Unless you override that with risk and threat, which changes the expected behaviour to flight. They're intelligent animals and assess the situation quite quickly. They know when you're trying to get them to go into a stable or through a gate. Apply the right kind and right amount of visual and physical cues and they will cooperate, like it was their idea in the first place. If they know what to expect, because it's familiar and generally turns out okay, they will cooperate. If you change things, more people they don't know, or other sounds or smells or objects they don't know, and you try to hurry them, they take a metaphorical and sometimes literal step backwards, and you lose cooperation. Time to think, reflect and assess the situation will allow their expected behaviour to come back to the fore and become something that you expect. Everything has a reason. If you find your alpacas are not behaving as expected, have a check on what has changed. Could be you, could be them, could be the weather, it could be sounds, etc. You'll usually find that what they're doing could have been expected, if you think about it. How do you put this to work? You will hopefully already have picked up some thoughts and suggestions, but here are three specific thoughts. Pause, number one. As you are about to start something with the alpacas, take a quick pause. Look, read the temperature of the group, and look for the unusual 
and unexpected in individuals. Will what you are about to do land okay, or will it produce an understandable reaction? Expected behaviour. 2. Plan. When planning a larger husbandry session, for example, such as weighing or drenching, what's the expected behaviour likely to be? How can your anticipation of this help to smooth the process? Is everything in place and prepared? First one, pause. Second one, plan. Third one, pattern. What routines can you establish so that you develop a collection of good expected behaviour from your alpacas? Feeding in the same place? I use the stable for feeding and occasionally we do the husbandry tasks there too. My call, clapping and noises I use to attract their attention are all familiar and now generally produce the desired gathering and coming to me. Hopefully all of this makes sense, but I'm aware that it's quite difficult to describe and is much easier to demonstrate. However, we can't do that. So, what are the takeaways from this episode? Expected alpaca behaviour. Number one, there is a normal for alpacas in general and each alpaca individually. Number two, expected behaviour has a cause as does unexpected behaviour. Number three, you can help or hinder developing good expected behaviour. There you go. Takeaways for this episode. Put them in your pocket, take them with you, and go watch an alpaca. This is the Alpaca Tribe. I'm Steve Hetherington. Have a great day. <laughs>